Blog Talk Radio.
Hello and welcome to Somewhere with Sky on La Cosa Nostra Radio. La Cosa Nostra Radio is a group on allpoetry.com, the largest poetry site in the world. And we'd like to give a thank you to Kevin and his crew for all they do. And to Boo and Jay for running this, uh, the group and the blog talk show well. Tonight, we're going to be talking about structured syllables again, um, something I've been playing around with the last couple of weeks, with a shape poem, and an English sonnet, and a tonka. So I know we've got some uh, people that brought up some pre-writes, some new-writes, and it's pretty cool. And um, I think we already have one caller. Hello, Stephen. Hello. I'm the only one. You're the only one. <laughs> and don't feel oh, bad about you. leaving me, because if I don't have another one by the time you are done, I'm going to play another song, and I know you got to read and write. <laughs> so I hope you don't mind oh, well. only my my uh, humbled opinion. <laughs> no. no I, like you prefer, I like your your opinions. Um. Okay. <laughs> But uh, I, I just I, I apologize first because this isn't any of the forms that you asked for. Um, this is called uh, I think I'm pronouncing it right, a trian refrain. Uh, so, but it does have syllable counts and uh, and a certain rhyme scheme that you have to follow. So I just thought I'd put this up there. So, yes, it does. It has a lot of rules. <laughs> So I apologize for the fact that it didn't match what you want, but it uh, it did win me a bronze in the contest I wrote it for. So, no, so I like uh, rules. We're good. <laughs> so, if right. you, so just before you read, if I may, um, this is a form created by Jan Turner. It consists of three nine-line stanzas for a total of 27 lines, and line one is the same as in all three stanzas although the variation of the form is, is not to repeat the same lines at the beginning of each stanza. Is that about right? Is that about yeah. what you were looking at? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here right, we go. Man, I'm the ready. Picture, the picture was the prompt of the, of the chubby cat with a feather in his mouth. <laughs> and I call this, uh, <laughs> I call this don't mess with the bull, birdie. And it goes like this. But you know, I'm an indoor cat. Hang out on windowsills. No, I may be a little fat. Don't make cat diet pills. Exercise sucks. I'm not happy. In fact, it makes me feel crappy. Exercise sucks. Exercise sucks. Don't care if my tummy's flabby. But this darn bird keeps on teasing. The things he said are rude. You're overweight and so sleazy. Puts me in a bad mood. One of these days I'll sneak outside. That bird will have nowhere to hide. One of these days, one of these days, I'll be so happy once he's died. My master left the door ajar. Plan was put in motion. I hid under the broken car. The bird has no notion. I jumped right out and caught him good. To insult me, you never should. I jumped right out. I jumped right out. I think I'll eat him on the hood. And boom. Just excellent, and you know, um, I, I love it. 
I really, I, this is making me feel guilty because I've been really busy and I have not been working out in the morning like I used to. <laughs> but like, yes, <laughs> your, your phone makes me feel a little guilty. But, um, you know, when, when it comes to storytelling like this, uh, sometimes the repeat lines, not everybody enjoys the repeat lines, right? But I, I really like them. I think they bring a rhythm to it, especially if it's done um, well, which it is here. And I love the humor in it. And I just, I, I, I love, I love cat humor. I could just see this cat lazing around and um, being taunted by this little bird. I thought it was really, really clever in the storytelling and the mood and how you kind of lead us through. Um, because you you bring us to the before and then that she's getting a plan, um, you know, to, ha- to hang out of this car, to jump out unexpectedly, and uh, to hunt, which cats do. But I, I thought it was pretty cool. I'll hate another hook in the car. Kind of. Have you ever had an animal bring home another animal? Yes. And and like say, oh, I'm so proud of myself. It's not. It's not pleasant. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, a cat that when when Kay and I first got married, we lived uh, in a mobile home park, and there were lots of stray cats. And one attached herself to us. Her name was Lucy, uh, and she would leave uh, moles, dead moles, on the doorstep for us to to thank us for feeding her. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They have a weird way of saying thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought this was great, and I and I'm glad you brought it anyway, even though it wasn't those two forms. It's still lots of rules, um, which is you know. <laughs> oh, easy easy writer did this contest. I love him. He's so good. He's so good at forms and funny. He loves funny. Loves humorous poetry. Yeah, haven't seen him on in a while. But well, yeah, I always enjoy reading them. Well, I could stay. I could stick around for a little while if you want me to. I, I don't want to. I you said you had to read and run. Don't feel bad. I'm gonna play another <laughs> song. I'm gonna wait for some callers, and uh, I hope you enjoy your evening. Well, I don't know how much it will be enjoyable. We're doing renovations here, trying to still finish up our little sanctuary. Um, Now we can do the shows from a closed-off room, although we'll still list Queen Victoria as a co-host. You're not going to hear her as much anymore because (laughs) we're going to do a separate room. (laughs) As long as she's still listed. Do you want to plug any shows before you go, Stephen? Um, Let's see. What day is today? Um, Tomorrow in A Poetic Slice of Life is the Poetic Inklings of tomorrow, and we have quotes from the book and the movie, The Outsiders. Uh, lots of great quotes to work to write to. 10 p.m. Eastern. See everybody there. All right. Awesome book. Nothing gold can stay. Yes, I agree. Awesome. All right. Well, I hate to leave you alone, but you keep insisting nope, that I call. Well, I know this. I just. I just know that you really had to read and run, and I don't want you to feel bad because you're a good guy. So, 
know, do I mean you have a lot going on. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be doing the same thing at Rex later because i got to get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. I don't know if I'll see you there or not. But if I do, uh, maybe see you then. If not, I'll Yeah, you All will. Right. You will. I'll be there. Bye. All right. Take care, Scott. Thanks. You too.
here we go. It's a little bit of Moonlight Sonata, and it's um, the remix. Of my, I like the dubstep. Some of them are kind of crazy, um, but uh, that was a pretty cool one. I have this dark four leaf that I really enjoy. Um, yeah, so I'm going to <clears throat> drop home. I'm going to comment on myself. So we get any callers here. And I'm going to go from there. The sand dunes, which line the golden shore to enjoy the fresh evening air and the warm embrace of the sun that has begun its hypnotic descent. I watch as tide rolls in and out, peacefully playing a game of tag with the sandpaper birds scattered about, running back and forth from the fizzing champagne-like tide. It's then that my mind begins to drift in your direction. Vivid still frames of you fill the void that miss you so. Images of your own funny faces, smile, are always first to appear. We shared our mind forever. I then find myself smiling along with you. And that was just absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, amongst of the images of that the sandpaper birds scattered about running back. I think that has to be my favorite part, along with the sipping champagne like tide. Um, because the water does when it comes in it does have that bit of fuzz, that little um soda fuzz or champagne fuzz, like this writer has said. Kind of see that within the crashing of the tides on the shore and I like how they describe that and um tributing it to a little bit of a tongue twister here. And we still don't have any callers yet, so I'm going to read one more. And then we're going to listen to another poem, I think. Hanzo um, might call, so I might wait. JCA is definitely calling. And <clears throat> do a uh, contribute this poem, and this poem is published. I was looking for the book, couldn't quite find it, um, but it is published in an anthology of poetry. Um, she's very good at form. She, she's a, a teacher, and she helps a lot of people on the site. does a lot of stuff with new, new users, so very, very nice woman. All right, this is called Liquid Autumn, a sonnet by Lori Rob. A liquid autumn spread spellbinding views of titan red and golden tangerine. When sugar maples fluctuate in hues, reflections throw a quilt on summer green. A pair of redwood lounges holding hands. Abandoned ceiling plops down in the breeze. Sit face to face as two old changing colors shift as they, they're free, as nature's pages turn, a brand newly. We venture forward with crown season's free, this beauty bounty spills beyond relief. As harvest heads on home to heave the earth, a falling atmosphere awake to rebirth. Ah, oh, this is absolutely gorgeous, Lori. Um, yeah, I get the pleasure. She writes to a lot of my content. Um, 
my future contest, which has to do really with clever ways of describing, and it amazes me how many descriptions really are you, you know, that come out and are uniquely, beautifully done. Um, it's just a golden tangerine. So you really see the color and the picture this was written to was um, a beautiful fall background with a dock and two chairs on it on a link. And um, wow, that is beautiful. I'd love to be there right now. And I like that the sit face-to-face has two old cronies, Tim. And I think that's re- representing the two chairs that are uh, faced towards each other. And even though there's not people there, I could definitely see um, two people there talking away and chatting away this October uh, day. That is such a beautiful scenic uh, view of Crown Seasons Creed and the beauty bounty that's beyond relief. And even in the next slide, wow, she's got a lot of alliteration here. Harvest heads on home to keep the earth. I think that it's so beautiful when you're able, you know, when you're reading it, you don't always, it didn't stick out to me as I was reading all the alliteration. But you could definitely hear the lull in in the reading itself. And then when you really go back and pick apart all these, you know, all these poetic devices that are used, you could really appreciate how the poem was built. And yet you can just simply enjoy it as it's read and the way that it sounds and the way that the way the reason why it's so lyrical um is because of that rhyme, is because of that alliteration. And it kind of just it sings song. Uh Lori, this is a beautiful piece. You always uh your your work is always amazing to me. I, I really enjoy it and I appreciate you letting us use this tonight and read it. Um for us to share. Thank you very much. And without further ado, I am going to um, put up one other song as we're we still don't have a caller. I have a pretty cool song. I'm going to give some information after about it. And here I've lost my spot.
again. I guess I was on mute when I was reading those two poems and giving my opinion, so that's fun. I believe we have Frank and Bill. Hi. Hello. Hi. I read I read two I read two poems on mute. And then I <laughs> I was only on here, so I didn't notice. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh I'm sorry, my dear. I swamp was always I'm not worried, it's okay. I just I I kinda sucked that I was on mute though. Cause there was a lo- there must have been a lot of uh air sounds. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know what? I did hear air, isn't that funny? Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know. But I was talking. I was reading Crystal Lopes and Jay Second, and I was giving my opinion and my 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 whole uh, thought process on it. And uh, and then I read the board. I'm like, oh. And then I checked my phone, and I'm like, I muted myself. <laughs> oh, well. let's start over. Hi, Frank. Hello. How's it going, Frank? You, Frank? I'm a bit <laughs> under the weather here. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, Frank. Um, no, that's all right. What I'm going right. to do is I'm going to drop you first just in case uh, you're not feeling, you know, or how you're feeling. And then I guess I'm going to drop the last two that I actually read myself and already commented on on mute. <laughs> so we'll try that again. I'm not on mute. Um, but if Frank, you, you can go ahead. If you want to do... If you if you want to do those poems before, I can wait since they were already there, so I have no problem. Okay, all right. Well, it's just Crystal Hope, and I'll read. I'll read for her uh, again. All right, here we go. Like deja vu, and this is a tonka, and it's Ocean by Crystal Hope. Periwinkle waves brush back the gold of sand pebbles, but whisk them back up. Tears sweeping our last heart, the washing pebbles of pain. And washing pebbles of pain, end quote. And uh, I was much more long-winded the first time I commented on this, uh, but I thought it was beautiful. And uh, when you think, when she says periwinkle waves, it makes me think of the reflection of the sunlight and the, I mean, the sunset reflecting on the water and then the golden sand, obviously the color of the sand. So right away, she's painting this beautiful image in our minds. And then I think the the last bit. Really, I, I thought, and I said before, um, really gives tribute to her name as well because it does have that sense of hope um, that though there are going to be stones in our lives, though there's going to be um, hard times and, and, and painful memories that soon enough the, the, the tides will wash them away and again, and hopefully that walk on the, on the sand won't uh, be so painful on our on our heels, so I thought it was a beautiful, positive message, uh, and very well done. Thank you, Crystal. And uh, Frank, what did you think? Uh, well, I'm not too. Fam- I mean, I'm not familiarized with this style of the tanka, but uh, I do appreciate uh, the brevity itself. Uh, I love the ending of this poem: "See tears sweeping at our heart, washing pebbles of pain." There is, uh, and beyond the brevity itself, I mean, I love the description uh, of the ocean and, and being someone who grew up with the ocean, I, back to the sea. Uh, I enjoy this type of um, natural poem. But it's overall, it's a good poem. Thank you. 
thank you. And so the tanka is isn't it like a lot like the haiku, right? Or is it no. you know what I mean? Well, like, it's longer. The... It's longer, yeah. Um, it's longer. Yeah. Okay, that's what Okay. This one, um, I think, well, it's really good. It goes to show you, you know, every time you read something, it's something different, something new, and she can do any form, it seems to me. Um, the brush back, the gold, uh, that's really nice. And it's sort of serene, sea tears sweeping at our heart and washing pebbles of pain. It's kind of like a rebirth, rejuvenation, maybe renewal after so much hurt. So I think it's, it's lovely. Thank you, Boo. Can't believe I said all that <laughs> over on mute. Uh, this is the second one I read on mute. Uh, Boo, you want to read for Jay? It's a concrete poem. Yeah. Drop two, so if you want to read the sonnet. But this is a concrete poem. Oh, we can drop poem. two? Okay. Well, he dropped two, yes. He dropped two. Oh, I got a shape. A shape poem, right? That's what they call it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I really know poetry, poem, yeah. don't I? Yeah, yeah. It's okay, called a poem, but it's also called a shape poem, so yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I like this one. Okay. Solitary seagull floating in the sky. Is there something in common between your world and I? My life has been lonely since my love said goodbye. Solitary seagull teach me how to fly. Oh, that's cute. It is. You want to make your first comment, though? Yeah, I, I like the shape, and it really does look like a seagull. And the, I mean, I I couldn't do this because this like this takes time and patience, something I don't have a lot of either. But uh, I think it's very heart wrenching and sad. You know, teach him how to fly. He's heartbroken. He's hurting. And uh, yeah, that one hits you, and it goes with your. That's your photograph, isn't it? I like that photo you took. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I was trying to remember that where I took it, and I, I remember I was over, um, I was with a friend, and I can't uh, somewhere in Mass. It was, it was was beautiful, and for the and I I did describe it on mute, but um, for the for the listeners at home, it is it is a picture of the beach with two seagulls flying. It was in November, so you see those November branches right on the edges. It was a beautiful, beautiful walk. What did you like an ass? Where did you take this this uh picture at? I, I, I was trying to remember and I can't I, somewhere in that uh, Oh, I know. Lynn. It's in Lynn, Massachusetts. I I was trying to remember the name. It's in Lynn, Massachusetts. Uh which it's a beautiful place. Yeah. I've never I've never been over there. I mean I'd be honest with you, I I don't know much about the Eastern. I've been to New York, but I haven't been to uh, that certain area. Uh, the poem itself, it's uh, wonderfully structured. Uh, I love the, the structure itself. And it did bring memories for me. Unfortunately, they weren't good memories. But uh, the seagull, I love the analogy to the seagull. But I just love, I mean, there's, there's a solitary, how would I say? Uh, there is a deep sadness in this poem, which I can relate to. Uh, and it did string, uh, it did uh, struck a chord with me. So uh, this is overall, it's a beautiful piece, and I hope that uh, his heart is not suffering. But it's just something that I found myself uh, gravitating to. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, I have to agree, and and I think the form in itself, 
the way that he has to feel. And if you look at the lonely online and the solitary is kind of out there, and I think the form in itself reflects that emotion and the way that it's structured. Even when you open it, it's solitary on one line, and it is by itself. So it almost echoes that, that loneliness and that. And have, that you ever seen, um, have you ever seen a seagull? Yeah, Have that's you seen what, a seagull? That's what's in the, yeah, that's what's in the picture, are two seagulls. Okay. No, I mean, I, I just wanted to know. Uh, there's an, I mean, I'm not going to bring it. There's an analogy I have of a seagull, of, of a experience that I had, and which was a solitary seagull. I used to see them all the time, and I used to, uh, I used to live in a, 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 a an apartment in which uh, I used to go. It used to be above the, the sea, so I'd go down to the beach, and every day I'd wake up and I'd have the same solitary seagull who would come over and just, it was just so surreal. And I wondered where that seagull, why it would come in all the time. And eventually when I, when I discovered it was actually trying to build a nest, but it was always there. And I found myself attached even more to the seagulls. And each and every day I used to just hear them, hear them, hear them. They're beautiful. And this just brought me that memory there of a solitary seagull. They call them mew. You know what a mew is? A what? A mew. Mm, I no, I don't know. It's another form of a seagull. It's more of an English type of seagull, but it's a be- They're both uh, beautiful. They're more smaller than than the seagulls themselves, but they're both beautiful, beautiful birds, and they're seabirds. Hmm. Let me great poem. Uh, thank you, Frank. And I think we picked up Rack. <laughs> How you doing? Thank you, How you doing? Okay. You snuck in here. I, I, I brought Alka-Seltzer for the seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just going to have yeah. Frank read Rack. He's uh, about uh-huh. to uh, lull us with his poem. All right, uh, this might not be the, the well-structured sonnet that you're looking for, but uh, it's one of my masterpieces, I would say, uh, and it's called Wings of the Hesperides. So it goes like this. Dance and sing the amorous liberty and those boundless lakes and streams, immortal adoration and the radiant gleams, safely new bow maidens of virginity, Daughters of the evenings and sunset, awakened from the blissful idyllic garden. Oceanus grows unto the grove of Aiden, home of nymphs of paramount silhouettes. Glowing with the nightly star of Hesperus, where the titans and gods reside and hold, and the argonauts fail of that sea that holds beneath the Olympian foe of Hercules. By the Corinthian columns of the Pantheon, see the wind. Just, it's just excellent and beautiful, and I appreciate the, um, you know, the interplay of uh, Greek mythology. Um, I, I think that it, it goes well with this type of. And you said, what kind of form was this? This is uh, something from a sonnet. Dance and sing. I I really love in the wing. I just I I love it. It's very very lyrical. It reminds me of 
I and I often I feel like I say this to you often, but you're very uh, your your poems are very bard like, and um, I, I just I just love the the history and the depth you bring into this. The ocean blows into the grove um, of Aiden, the home of Nymph, and how you bring in many. I mean, you bring in the Titans, you bring in the you bring in the Argonauts. Olympi Olympias um and and um Hercules. I mean you bring in so many things and it is in itself a bit of a it's not a very long poem and yet you bring in and you pay homage and tribute to all these wonderful Greek mythology and um now did you study Greek mythology? I see you bring it in a lot. Yes. Or did that, oh, yes, is that I, something I, you I, just I, like? No, I mean I did study some Greek mythology. I've always been I've been a I've been a fan of uh, mythology itself. I mean I grew up with, with a European mythology. It was uh, Greek mythology has always been one of my favorites. Um, I, I enjoy Greek philosophy. That's what I I write a lot of essays on philosophy and aside from plays and, and poetry and that. I do a lot of theater as well, and I recite so much. But this is one of these types of poems that I just enjoyed. I wanted to just. What I say, I just wanted to include as much as I could, and there's so much. There's other poems of this nature that I have of Greek mythology that I can send them to you. About. Yeah, no, I actually really enjoy reading about reading about Greek mythology. No, I do. I, no, I, I, do. I, I do. I do. I do. I wouldn't. And you're more than welcome to send me them. I I wouldn't say I am <laughs> the most knowledgeable person, but it is something I do enjoy, and I and I even like to pass it to my godson. You know, and we started reading the Percy Jackson when he was very young to try to get him into into to that kind of genre at a young age, um, which I, you know, and getting him to read something. So um, that was that was a really a really fun for me to do with him. This is an excellent piece. Thank you, Frank. Let me get you some comments from. Uh, ooh. Oh. It's just a like, really, like, dreamlike sort of, like a fairy tale. I mean, just the first, like, couple lines is so beautiful. Dance and sing liberty with those boundless lakes and dreams, immortal, uh, radiant gleams. That right there is, like, swoon-worthy, Frank. Good stuff. And uh, I don't know too much about Greek mythology either, but um, this is really something. And your wording is, I mean, I feel kind of dumb. I don't know what a lot of it even means, but... It makes me want to know more. It's very elegant and very graceful the way you wrote it. Oh, I love how you put the glossary at the bottom. There you go. For us dumb dumb. I don't know any. This is a mythology for dumb dummies. <laughs> no, okay. great job, Frank. Beautiful. You're going to read another one, Frank? Uh, I don't know which other ones you want me to read. I don't. I mean, I can try to stay on as long as I can. I mean, I'm just uh, I'm just under the weather. I'm sorry. But I'll try to stay as long as I can, and I don't know Just what you wondering. want me to read. You guys want me to read? Whatever Sky wants you to read. Yeah, I'm probably <laughs> going to close out early. I was alone for the first hour, and I have a couple more that we can get comments on, and I'm probably going to close out early. So that's where I okay, am right now. Um, we'll be. But, uh, Rack, do you want to uh, do you want to make a comment on Frank? Uh, I, I liked all the, the references, like you said, to the Greek mythology. I recognize a lot of the words, but I, I'm with Boo. You know, it's been a while since I've read a lot of that, and, and um, I, I, I know what the Pantheon is and things like that. But when he, the way he ties it up in the story, 
Um, I'd have to, you know, reread it a couple of times to, to be able to follow along better. Uh, the, the, the best I can do is give you a, a patented rack quip. <laughs> the, uh, the, the motto of the Greek tailor, Euripides' pants, Eumenides' pants. Uh, rock. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, can I? Can I? Am I permitted to say something? Please. Please do. Uh, you can I say? Um, your show is on tonight, right? Yes, it is. All right. Well, I will try my best to stop on and do and try to give you a performance at least for that uh, first fifteen twenty minutes. I can. I understand. Well, whatever you can do. I mean, you can make it. You can. You know, I, I'd appreciate that. All right, thank you. Hello? Hi, I'm, I went to the green when you guys were talking. I've got SLR on the line also. You want to say hi? Hello. Hi. Hi, SLR. How are you doing? How are you? How are you doing? Good. How are I'm you? doing okay. Can't complain. Okay. All right. We've got um well we're talking about concrete, poems, sonnets and tankas. Um, I'm not sure if you have something related or something that you wanted to bring. Um huh. and uh I was gonna ask um Frank while he was still re- here to read um Gonzo's poem, if you would. Uh, this, is a, this is a poem, Feet Barely Touched the Ground. It became a cat and mouse game of fear and selfishness. May have was been uh, the moment laughed or free. Oh, well, hold on, hold on, I'm sorry. This poem has just, just gotten me completely off here. Uh, let me start over. It became a cat and mouse game of fear and selfishness. May it have was been other moment, last of the three. In, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do this poem. This poem is just on on my um on my phone. It's just not structured well. I, I I'm not going to be. Able, I'm, I apologize oh, for that. I'm just. The phone. I see. No, no, I got it. I got it, Frank. Because you're right. On if it's not on a computer, it kind of it kind of just, just yeah, it just completely it makes it a little bit yeah just completely yeah. So I'll, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to be disingen. I don't want to be disingenuous to the poem itself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll do so, you another um, one. I'll do you another one next. You tell me when you want me to do another one, and I will do another one. But this one, apparently, on my phone is just. It's just structured. With I, I mean, it would be disingenuous for me to try to accept this and put through the poem. No, definitely. Um, this is called "Feet Barely Touch the Ground" by Gogonzo. It has become a cat and mouse game of fear and selfish, self, selflessness. It was a moment of intense weakness. May have been the last three feet that I would ever have fallen. I thought the battle of over and I had the loss, the loss, handily. I didn't understand you, only truly lost when you stopped fighting and home. And I thought that this was a was a great um, was a great piece uh, of concrete form poetry. I believe this is representing um, uh, a hangman, a noose, and, and the um, 
the feeling of I'm sorry I have someone calling me over and over again and I think it might be an emergency. Um, so it's a little distracting in that feet. But I thought this was a beautiful piece and the structure itself represents the um, I think the feeling of being lost on one's feet and caught in a cat cat and mouse game, perhaps related to a relationship and um and perhaps when that fight is gone, the loss that inevitably is there. And I thought the emotion was, was wonderful. Um, Boo, what did you think? Boo? Frank? Sorry about that. Oh, my God. That was my boss. <laughs> Do you want to I, I actually didn't hear what you read. I'm so sorry. But my boss called me. I could read it real quick. What was, was it? Oh, my God. This guy is great about it. He has a question for everything. And something. Anyway. So I can read it real quick. It's probably really quick, right? It's okay. Yeah, you can. And I'll come back to you. Frank, do you want to make a comment? Um, this is, uh, I, like, I like, I mean, from what I understand of the structure of the poem, uh, I do love the way the, the, the poem began, that cat and mouse analogy, game of fear and selfishness. Uh, there is uh, what you said before, I mean, I, I see a tincture of, of, of what was, uh, when, when he says uh, whatever, I mean, it's very hard for me to judge this one here because of the structure of the poem. Uh, I, I like the ending of this poem, where, I mean, what I can see concisely. I thought the battle was over and I had a loss handedly. I, I didn't understand you only truly lost when you stopped fighting. I think that that's very uh, indicative of what the poem, the message of the poem is trying to say. Uh, I think that's powerful, it's compelling. And overall, uh, just the thought of a battle, whether it's uh, personal, whether it's not, or impersonal, it, it, it's just something that's just evocative. And I think the poem's message was something that uh, had a, a moral that uh, perhaps we could adhere to. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, I agree. Um, Rack, what did you think? I had a hard time trying to follow this. All right, Sharon? Sharon? Yeah, I, um, I'm kind of confused by this as well. I don't know how to read it. <laughs> it is. It, it can go either way. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to thank Gone uh, you for uh, for bringing that and uh, sharing the concrete poem with us, and um, I appreciate it. And we have Boo up next. Um, I think the reason why we're not getting it is because the scripts on the site, by the way, aren't really right for shape poems. So if you could see the real shape of this, I'm sure that it would look. Much better. It's uh, I, I'm on my computer and it and it's wider and it it is it's um it's the shape of like some like a hangman shape and and that's the way that it should be read. But I I can totally see how it might be broken up on a smaller screen. So yeah, unfortunately that that is unfortunate. And it kind of looks sounds to me like read? let go of the power, like let go of the power. You know, like when you finally understand, when you stop fighting and shut the hell up maybe we can actually solve something. That's what I think. But <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty interesting poem, actually. Okay, so 
some controversy about the Japanese poetry that you can't really write it at the same. Um, yeah, you, you, you bring um, the, the imagery and tie everything together to um, words that you chose and the description of, of, of love. Um, it's just very emotional, beautiful. Thank you, Rack. Thank you, Rack. Thank you, Rack. And, um, and Sharon, did you did you have a poem? And Rack? Oh I no, I didn't have one. Do you have uh, any other poems? Any other poems? Um, do you have any any type form poems that you bring? Oh me, I didn't bring I didn't bring a poem. If you okay. want me to um, read a poem, just go ahead and add a poem, and I can read it for if you want. I always uh, rock it too. Okay. okay. Rack, do you have a SoundCloud, or do you would you like me to read this? No, well, it's it, it's a haiku. It's it, it's uh, I, oh, I it's could a probably. Haiku. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little frivolous, but. It's uh, <laughs> called. Self- I'm ready. Self-aware. I'm ready when you are. I'm ready when you are. It's called uh, self-awareness. Um, I speak to myself when, Owen, when no one else will listen. I reply, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, I always say, I always say when I want to have a good conversation, I I just have one with myself or an intelligent conversation. I said one with myself. <laughs> Joke. Um, you know, I don't. I I think talking to yourself is is actually quite healthy. Maybe answering yourself does sound a little crazy. Um, yes. But I don't know. That, I talk to myself the all the time. All Rats the time. Yeah. It's not when you talk to yourself; it's when you start answering yourself that you're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you? Yeah. Don't you? Uh, don't you call that the ego? I don't know. It sounds yeah, like intelligent conversation. <laughs> you, do you want to make the first comment, Frank? No, I mean, this is uh, in such a, to be succinct here, I mean, uh, I, this is just uh, has an impact on you, know, just three lines. Uh, I just love the reply. You say, I reply, you're crazy. Uh, it just made me think of the ego. I think we all have to deal with our own personal egos. Uh, but this one here, just uh, in speaking to yourself, I think it's natural to a certain extent. Uh, but I think overall the poem just brought me that memory of the ego here. That overall it's a great poem. I commend you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And who? Yeah. It's just, well, I mean, the whole thing, especially when it just reminds me of Black. I mean, the nuts, like, you know, you're kind of crazy there, like the tongue-in-cheek part of that. And then, uh, you know, you're answering yourself, you're crazy. So then you know you're really effed up, right? So I just think it's really funny, and it's whimsical and fun, and it's, it's very rap, which is adorable. So I loved it. Thanks. You're welcome. And Sharon? Um, oh. I'm lost. <laughs> I was wondering, does it matter if I want to put a poem on, if it's kind of controversial? Does it matter? Nah, we don't care. I don't care. What do you, what do you oh, mean you by care? controversial? Uh, <laughs> it has to do with what's going on in the world right now. So, 
you know, people may have different opinions about stuff, I guess. It's not a terrible poem, mind you. It's just that it's, you know. I mean, as long as it's done respectfully, I, I think. I'll I'll put it here, and then somebody can look and see. Okay. Oh, okay. I just sent it. So you, so you don't, okay, all right. So you don't have, um, okay, that's fine. You could read that. Oh, okay. I don't have a tanker or whatever. No, no just, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you could read that one. No, I okay. just have a regular old poem. That regular old is very good, Sharon. You're, you're all set to read when you're ready, Sharon. Oh, okay. I didn't know. What is this? No, I'm kidding. SLR? <laughs> Okay, this is called Breeding Unrest. Okay. I am the communist pandemic. Indifference is my specialty. Man, woman, old, young, see the stats. Blood tests record age. Oops, sex age, ethnicity. Consuming all, never seeing faces. Standing in a crowd, you can't see me. You'll die among strangers alone. Move to cold storage to rest in peace. Care erupts threatening quality of life. Survival of some. Others do not resuscitate. Hope lost becomes the contagion of flowing tears. Round the world, medical care assists holding hands. Solidarity binds them together knowing no color. Scientists with microscopes look in petri dishes. Such a minute virus jumped from bats to man, rapidly spreading to humans, infecting humans. Cells divide, mutations grow, new symptoms emerge. Biological warfare releases the second and third wave. Wuhan's terrorist attack is premeditated murder. Hostility born from dissension become fighting words. Public notice to all countries, watch us as China flexes. Marching men like wind-up toys do their leaders' bidding. Attempts to scare us with their parade of weapons. New long-range missiles speaking unspoken words. TV newscasts draw our attention away from Wuhan. Our country burns, leaving ashes as a remnant of culture. Perspective of truth coaxes viewers to blame racism. Lawlessness latches on to any excuse they can pervert. Dueling sides of American citizens clash. Anarchy's born. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness is lost in bloodshed. Reasoning escapes a social solution triggering more demands. China smiles. No missiles are needed. They'll self-destruct. Lay down. End of poem. <laughs> Yeah, this was um I could see what you mean about the the you know, but I think it's important for poets to have voices and and uh and this is a very powerful piece and uh definitely something to to look at, very uh prevalent and um it is a uh devastating journey that we are going on right now. Uh who you wanna make the first comment? Book on it, big time. Uh, man, I don't even know which part to pick. I like the name. I love the picture. The picture is amazing. Uh, 
you know, the whole thing, pandemic and difference, that's what you see, you know, we're supposed to be coming together and all you see is humanity, or you don't see humanity. Although, I think that kind of gets a bad rap, too, because I do see a lot of good people, but, you know, around, but there are a lot of ones that aren't. The fear, we're stuck to the media, we listen to the media and the false news and the fake bullshit that they feed us, and we eat it up, we eat it up. Um, you know, solidarity binds us together, not knowing color. I mean, I think you have a lot of good positive things in here, too, like unity and, and racism, color, and then all the things that are the cons with that, too. Uh, newscasts draw our attention away. No, no kidding. I mean, the whole thing is amazing. And then the end, I love the end. Uh, they'll self-destruct. Uh, China smiles. No missiles are needed. They'll self-destruct. It's just a bitching way to end it. I, I thought it was powerful and entertaining and relevant. Go, go, girl. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that was the third one, actually. Three. You got a trilogy working, huh? Uh, yeah, each one's a little different, actually. Good, you're paying attention. A lot of people aren't. Thank you, and Brian. Yeah, this is a good commentary on. The focus on China and what's going on between them and us, uh, the, the whole missile thing and pandemic and everything else. In fact, a lot in there. Um, really, I want to say scary. Um, you know, it, it definitely shakes, shakes you and, and makes you think. Um, you know, it's bring out a, a lot of points of uh, talking points about what's going on in the world and, and highlight a lot of. Uh, the things that, that give us cause for concern and give us cause, you know. Um, things that, you know, a lot of us wish we could probably know more about, but, you know, we just have to sit back and watch what's going on and hope our leaders do the right thing. Great, great call. Thank you, Rat. And Frank? No, this is just uh, it has a lot here in this, in this poem itself. Uh, I, I'm not political, but uh, there's a lot of overtures here that are strong, very powerful. Uh, and I like these type of pieces that are fascinating to me. I, I'm fascinated by mind, the intellect of one. Uh, this is, I mean, I, I can go on and just go on of trying to figure out uh, which lines I like, but uh, they all have power into them. And I'm, I'm just drawn to, to this type of poetry in itself, the message of it as well. Uh, Overall, it's a fantastic piece. I'm not going to get into the specifics of, of China and Soviet, but uh, I think the message that you were trying to convey was just uh, very powerful. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Do you need a poem? No, I have I have my thank yous, and then I have some information that I want to put up about Lindsay Sterling um, because I just played her song, one of her songs, while I was... Um, in the first hour of the show, and then oh, I, I would like, boo, yeah, I, I do love Lizzie Sterling, but I did play, I played a couple songs during the first hour when I was here hanging out, um, and I, I did read, uh, but I guess I was on mute for part of that, which is a little crazy, but, so I just <laughs> want to get the information, yeah, yeah, I just want to get the information, because I did play, I did play one of her songs, the other ones were, um, were not copyrighted. <laughs> So even though they were they were genres of uh, popular music, but redone and 
and remastered and, and type of uh, done with dubstep, so they're not copyrightable. But Lindsay Sterling is, so I did want to give a little shout out to uh, uh, to her. So she is an American violinist, songwriter, and dancer. Um, she represents, choreographed violin performances and live music videos you, found on her official can you send YouTube me a, site. Can you send me her link so I can listen to it afterwards? Absolutely. I really, I really, really enjoy her. Um, I will send you a, a link. Uh, she performs a All variety right. of music styles from classical pop rock to electronic oh, wow. dance music. Aside from her I mean, original I mean, work, she does a right. lot of covers uh, and of musicians oh. and various soundtracks. Oh. Um, uh, she it, it, has a lot of cosplay in her videos. And um, she was on America's Got Talent at first, and uh, she, they basically right. said no one wants to hear uh, dubstep hip hop uh, violin. That the violins are, it's they're they they're they basically said it's not popularized enough the classical music so that it would it wouldn't take off. And she really showed them um, by what she did. I I seen her last year with uh, Evanescence. Um, she, they did a tour together. Maybe not last. Yeah, I think it was last year. I think it was maybe. Um, but it was absolutely stunning, absolutely amazing. So I just wanted to give a little bit of information about the music that I had on. So, All right. Um, I would definitely listen I will to it afterwards. Yeah, I'll give you the link. Yeah, yeah, I have the link. But if you want to send them to me oh. or more links, it's okay. You can send yeah. them to me. I, I love, I love as well. I mean, I listen to all music, but this is, must be interesting. Yeah, she does. She does her own stuff. She's not too much. She she has a it's more of a new age style. Um, not, right. I had you said she's a violinist, right? You said she plays the violin. Oh, did yep. you say that? Yep. Oh, Thank well, you. Yep. The violin is uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, all right, I'll I'll listen definitely listen to that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So I want to uh, give um, Boo a chance to plug the next show. Tomorrow is, uh, I mean, Friday, sorry, is uh, Sinister, and he's going to have Sinister Sanitarium, and that's anything insane or involves the mental mental illness. And then Sunday is Open Poetry, and Saturday is Rack, who is here, so he could chat about his show. Awesome. Well, that's and Saturday. you want to plug? That's Saturday next week, so you got time. Oh, I'm tripping then. Oh, I'm I keep I keep wanting your show to be this week. I've done this twice this week already. You can't wait. I thought it was this week too. I know. I just can't wait. So Saturday, I don't know who Saturday then. Unless, unless I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not sure. Uh, who's Saturday then? I thought it was you. I thought it was the last Saturday of the month. No, I'm probably wrong. The 26th? Yeah, you're, I'm probably wrong on that one then. Yeah. I, I, th- I think oh, it's, it's the, 20, the 26th. Yeah. So yeah. I'll have to, I don't know about this Saturday. Well, why don't you, why don't you, uh, plug Saturday then? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get why that down. You, Sorry. Do you want to plug Saturday, I mean, uh, Sunday instead of yeah, that's just open poetry at nine. So I'll let you know who Saturday. I'm gonna get the schedule right now. Sorry. I I, I think I think the 26th is me. I think you're right. Okay. Okay. Is that the Saturday? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. And there you go. Yeah. Rack, go ahead. 
Hey, Rack. Um, hey, Rack. You have a you have a show this Saturday. Just letting you know. Hey, Rack. FYI, show Saturday. <laughs> I laid all the groundwork. Uh, it, it'll happen. <laughs> the show runs itself without me. Plus, plus, uh, if J C is there to help me, then you know, I really it'll run itself. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping Jay will, huh? Jay will be able to. Uh, Jay will be there. You, Jay will be there. Awesome. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. know? Do you want to well, tell us what it's about? Um, it, it's um, what do you do with a broken heart? So how, how do you cope? You know, what, do, do you put on your sweatpants and eat Hagen dots in front of old movies, Netflix? You know, or how, how do you deal with it? That's that's the premise. One? That's the thought. Oh, well, that could get dark. Yep. I mean, basically to live through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, really but, but, yeah. But 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 the twist the twist is anything that breaks your heart. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It could be that you know your favorite restaurant stopped making your favorite dish. That that's oh, a heartbreak that. for some oh, people. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you don't have to get all you know. Oh my God, you know, or Sad. or you can. Sad. So it can yeah. go either way. Uh, I like that. What about like that? Drink twenty bottles of Jack at night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do have. While we're waiting for. Uh, while we're waiting for Jay, I do have one plug in that I have. Thank you. Um, I have um, on this Saturday, on Poetic Slice of Life, um, doing Game of Thrones Part Four. And uh, it's called Dancing with the Dead. And I have some um, movie clips, uh, show clips and stuff like that. And a couple of characters that are being featured. And that's uh, 8 Eastern Standard Time um, over Poet site. And I do want to give a thank you to uh, Frank and Sharon, uh, SLR, and Boo and Rack and um, LG, who submitted a poem, and uh, Gonzi, who submitted a poem, Crystal Hope, who submitted a poem, and um, and Polly Wally, who submitted a poem, and also um, Stephen, who called in uh, the first bit of the uh, the first bit of the show to read his poem. So I appreciate you guys trying out different forms, and. Um, we are just waiting for our fearless, one of our fearless leaders here uh, to show up <laughs> in the studio. And uh, he said Jay, it should Jay. be about, yeah, we'll just all start yelling, Jay, because he wrote a, a sonnet. But, um, and then he's going to read for us. I thought I didn't know that. I thought it was those two points. Okay. What's the what? What's the what? Could you have written a sonnet? I thought it was only those two poems. No, I gave three. I gave a English sonnet. Oh. Um, yeah, I gave an English sonnet, and I gave a tonka, and I gave a concrete poem. That way, people who you know if they you know if they had pre write, they could bring them. They could show off their styles on on their shape poetry. Um, and then if they they didn't have any, and they they a tonka is very short, so it wouldn't take too much time to uh, whip one out, and then for those who had any sonnets, and Frank brought a type of sonnet, and that was cool, too, um, 
And I think Stephen brought me a different form. He brought me a, uh, what did he bring me? He brought me, um, he brought me something, but uh, I can't remember what it was now. It was just another type of form, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I, I would have to go back and I would have to look at it because I forget the name of it now. Um, but let's see. Don't mess with the bull birdie. Here it was. He brought me a humorous poem, and it was uh, a Trian refrain. So that was pretty cool. That was at the, the top of the hour, of eight o'clock. So. Okay, refrain. Huh? Trian. Oh. Trian frame. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I forget that other thing. Yeah, that we're going to be closing fall. out. I am. Um, we're going to be closing out with Lindsay Sterling too. I opened with um, when I opened, I played during the first hour, Crystallized, but we're going to be um, closing out with Transcendence as soon as uh, oh, Jay good. finds. The, yeah. She, I, now I've seen her. She did some some collabs too with uh, Lindsay Hale, which was pretty cool. But I seen her last year. Lindsay um, Hale. No, no. I oh, that's Amy that. Lee. I I oh, do okay. love Lizzie Hale, and she did she did shatter me. She did with Lizzie Hale. Uh, Lindsay Sterling did okay. a, uh, a a song with Lindsay uh, Sterling and Lizzie Hale. But she, I seen her with um, Amy Lee, and they covered that song. So Amy oh. Lee oh, was damn. singing. Yeah, Amy mm-hmm. Lee was singing uh, Lindsay Hale's part of Shatter Me. And uh, it was it was so amazing. I was in I was in second I was in the second over. row. <laughs> yeah, I was in the second row, in the right in the front. Wow. I seen Evan. Yeah, I seen Evanescence three or four years ago when I was way back, and it was a really bad experience because people next to me were really drunk and they ruined the whole show. They were. I was so angry. So my best friend and I we were like, oh, we're gonna come in and. We're gonna we're gonna go to the next one because she was with Lizzie Lizzie Hill and I said I don't care I'm paying for front row seats I'm not getting it ruined again <laughs> it was awesome yeah I bet and That's I found Jay yeah I found Jay That's hi nice. Jay I love Lindsay Sterling <laughs> I know she's absolutely. Good, huh? I absolutely adore Lindsay Sterling she is amazing. You know. Um, her uh, her uh, remake with Pentatonix on Radioactive, my favorite cover of all time. Yeah, they do they do a good job. I really like the Pentatonix too. She toured with Pentatonix. I wanted to take my God on that so badly. He loves he loves that kind of music, and uh, I I was worried about the sound. He's on the spectrum, and sometimes sound is a lot for him. I, I was thinking about maybe getting sound dampener, but, um, yeah. I'll put the video on the board afterwards. All right, well, you're up, and you're ready to go. Okay, uh, this was a little something I think I did for one of your contests. No, no, it wasn't your contest. Uh, it, it was a I know I mentioned you somewhere. I don't know. It was Dark Giants contest. Uh, was it one? Okay, I'm not sure where I got it from, but it was a it was a con- uh, contest on that. Um, I mixed together. I, I I took an old English sonnet and put some new a new twist on it by uh, mixing up uh, 
ACDC is for those about to rock and Slade run run away. So this is called the mash mashup sonnet and it goes like this. Come and let yourself move and groove it's true. Hear rock and roll, come on and get in line. Feel the groove, shake what your mama gave you. You'll find it's like a fix time after time. Feeling the cannons firing up the song, reverberating bodies from inside. Scream out your lungs, you're singing along. They lay it all down for you far and wide. But music can be anything for us. It turns to the bagpipes and rocks out loud. As chameleons change without a fuss, rhythm and beats are still moving the crowd. So give us salute from day unto day for those about to rock, run, run away. End poem. Excellent, Jay. Excellent piece. I um, my computer froze and I'm rebooting it, so I'm gonna save my comment for last. <laughs> we'll start with Boo. Boo, are you there? Boo. She's probably on mute. Okay, just kidding. Where can I get a comment from Frank? Oh. <laughs> I was with, I was with my friend here. Uh, this is uh, an interesting piece. Uh, I love the uh, the satire uh, to some extent of what you've written here. Uh, ACDC brought some memories to me, uh, and I love the intro. Come and let yourself move and groove. It's true. I think uh, you brought last memories excuse me of uh, of MTV at at one time at one one point uh, videos constant videos and videos and videos Uh, but overall the piece I love the analogy where you say but music can be anything for us it turns to the bagpipes and rock out loud chameleons change without a fuss rhythm and beats are still moving the crowd that's that's one hell of a uh, four lines there Overall, the piece is fantastic. I have to say that it's brilliant. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Thanks, my friend. Frank. And we got a comment from Raf. Yeah, you did a great, jo- a great choice of picking those two songs and putting them together. Um, I, 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 I always enjoy um, the Run, Run Away and Appreciate it. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. And then, did we find Boo yet? Nope. I think we did find Bra- uh, Raz, so. Oh, hi. Hi, Raz. Walking with Randall? Closing out, Raz. But did you did you get well, to hear uh, Jay's poem? 
Yeah, I'm closing out. Do you want to make a comment? Closing shop here. All right. Uh, I guess uh, you have uh, the very thought of uh, music and how it can communicate to a general audience with this poem. And since uh, those early days of uh, ACDC, Van Halen, Bruce Springsteen, 80s rock, it would do just that. But you notice the trend was for a younger generation. The older generations, they usually tend to kind of uh, stay home and watch the news. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, Raj. And um, I got booted out of my computer. Do we still have Sharon? Yeah. Would you like to make a comment? I thought I thought it was good. I like the way um, it's very easy reading, and I wish I could do rhyming because I can't rhyme at all. And yours is like effort effortlessly. You know, it sounds so so nice together. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. And um, did we find Boo yet? I'm trying to get a Boo to make a comment. No? Okay. So I, I have my, my stuff back together now. I'm not sure what happened to my computer, but I thought this was a great a great piece, and um, I I, do, I can see why uh, Raz, my thought was rock and roll right now, because it does have that rock and roll vibe. It has the picture up there. Um, it was very lyrical. I think the rhyme scheme and the sonnet, you know, this seems like, a, like, and it's very appropriate too because we're talking about classical music being remade and revamped, and and to me, this is kind of like the sonnet being revamped into a rock and roll, which I think uh, is a wonderful way to to end. And also the bagpipes, the trumpet bagpipes. I actually got to see. Um, this this bagpipe uh, band type thing. These people from um, from Scotland come over, and they did a rock and roll all in bagpipes. So they did a bunch of cover songs. Uh, they did Metallica. They did so many things in bagpipes, and it was so amazing. And it kind of reminds me of that of that time that I had that. This was great, Jay. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for and thank you, thank you for waiting for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to close out and stuff and do all my thank yous and and shout out um, for the next show. So I appreciate it, and um, so I appreciate you writing for it. And if you uh, stick around, I do have some Lindsay Sterling closing us out. Uh, Before I go, though, I do want uh, Raz to plug his show. Yeah, show up on Friday here at LCN. There's going to be Sinister Sanitarium, where Sinister Sin is going to discuss mental health. All right. So we're going to hang out with, uh, with Raz this Friday. Hi. Oh, here we go. All right, well, thank you guys for all calling. There's some, like, um wind or something in the background, but we got Lindsay Sterling closing us out. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. All right, take care. Adios. Adios.